Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and we're diving right back into the marathon session we had talking about this past weekend's Energon Invitational. So without much further ado, please enjoy. Um, <laughs> so from there, aside from, that was Friday night. So we finally get yeah. everything registered. Uh, we're, not even to the, we're not even to the day. We, we didn't even get there yet. So how far into the podcast are we? Ah, uh, we're about an hour and a half. <laughs> well, I mean, I take it back. There was, I put it on a twenty-minute timer, so a little over an hour, I think. That's awesome. Um, awesome. <laughs> we didn't even get there. All right, so <laughs> we move from Friday into Saturday. So, like I said earlier, I wanted to stay loose, especially given, well, what transpired the night before. It was a. For me personally, it's, I don't get inside, I try not to get inside my own head of like, okay, well, I just picked up this deck. I played literally zero games with it. What am I going to do? It's no, I, I trust everybody. I know what's going on. I'm just going to play and try and, you know, just take it one step at a time. Where, what was running through your head before we, we actually sat down for the player meeting, Scott? The big. The thing that was running through my head is not change the list that I had no experience with. So even if I found ways in my head driving to the event or from the event the night before, there's nothing I could do about it. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like I said, like I would certainly change like three or four cards as it is now, but like I didn't have that option. So I basically just had to, like you said, like play the games of what was given to me yep. and try to understand enough aspects of, of it. In, in the small amount of playtesting to get me through the day, you know, whether it was, you know, adjusting my attack orders throughout the day, understanding flip sequences, understanding unconventional flip sequences, like flipping Flame War to try to get an extra bold to try to proc Optimus' ability, which I did many right. times in the day. Things like that that you wouldn't normally do. I just had to learn those things on the fly. Mm. Um, and it out. So, like, but I mean, that's what I was nervous about. Um, mm. But at the same time, like, I stuck on the Transformers movie soundtrack, and I got down to the scene in, like, <laughs> 30 minutes. Yeah, so, I, I heard that trip might have taken a little bit shorter amount of time than it might normally have. Yeah, there was, like, no traffic. I picked up Dan and Cameron. We got breakfast at Running Terminal mm -hmm. really early, um, which I highly recommend, given the length of the day that we tried to warn people about. Yes. Um, and, yeah, so we got there. Um, ate, had enough coffee, had enough snack. I had bought all my snacks the night before, so I didn't even have to do the whole thing. Like I said last time, like go to Wawa in the morning, even yep. there, which we did on Sunday. Um, yeah, had everything ready to go, and then player meeting, and then everything thing just started. So, uh, one person that we only vaguely shouted out earlier, but uh, Matt Tayback was also on site. I hope I said his name right. Yeah, I think so. Um, I apologize if I didn't. That man is a hilarious troll. <laughs> Which, hey. if, if you weren't at the player... Well, you were at the players meeting, but for anybody out there who wasn't at the player meeting, he was just uh, emceeing either like at the mic at the Pastimes booth or he when Drew was going through the players meeting and giving his speech... Uh, you know, about everybody be the best competitors they can, everybody have fun, and Matt just seemed to be screwing with him and everybody else the whole time in, you know, a very, like, a lighthearted, good-hearted way. It was, it was really funny. So, uh, 
I, I want to give him a, a shout out there. Like one of the things he did, I think it was later in the evening when like everybody's beat kind of mentally drained and it's like, all right, there's only one or two more rounds left. Just got to tough it out. And he's like, I forget exactly what he said, but it was something like magic players. Just so you know, you are our favorites. Just, just don't <laughs> tell anybody. And then he proceeded to go, but Transformers players, you're really our favorites. Just don't tell those other guys or something like that on the mic that's announcing it to the whole hall, which is really, like, it was really funny. Like, he was just, like I said, he was trolling, but in a a very, I guess, a good way. You know, I know mm-hmm. troll kind of has that negative, obviously, internet trolls have a very negative connotation, but he was definitely, like, good-hearted poking fun at everything, and it was, I found it hilarious, personally. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, players meeting, got everything done, and then we dove right into uh, first round of Constructed, or first two rounds of Constructed. Uh, any any comments about that bef- uh, before we di- talk about Sealed, which really we're going to save for a later piece, but... <laughs> no, round, I won't go through round by round, but like round one, for example, I will say, I, I played against Jesus, who top eight at Dallas, and it. W- I think what that showed me was... I'll, I'll assume your number is correct. 162 players. Like I played mm. somebody that I recognized the name right away. Yeah. So wh- whether it was somebody from Facebook, whether it was somebody from another tournament I had played in, somebody from Gen Con, somebody from Origins, somebody that I just have played another game or something like that. A lot of the names are recognizable. Right. So even even right away, I was playing somebody that I knew, quote unquote, um, peripherally. So I'm terrible with names, so I recognized a lot of faces. So I yeah, apologize, yeah, anybody out there. I'm just awful with names. Yeah. Yeah, this just happened to be a situation where I recognized the name, and, mm-hmm. um, and it was fun, and all that. So, but it was just that it was just that type of thing where, like, what you had said earlier, like people qualified to get here, and so you recognize most of the names that were there. Yep. Um, given given the population of people. Yeah, um, it was so. it was very densely packed with strong players. Like you said, the, you can immediately recognize the people surrounding you on the tables. You can recognize people's voices or just conversations, like or you overhear someone, oh, I played so-and-so last round, or I played, you know, whatever, or whoever, that it, it speaks again to the caliber of the event. Yep. Um, so I, I want to We get, all started off 2-0, I <clears throat> I believe so. I think everybody started off 2-0, uh, and then we dove into Sealed. Real quick, I want to give a shout-out to all my opponents. Everybody was really cool. Like yep. I didn't have any complaints about anybody I sat across from, which sounds weird to say. It's like, well, shouldn't that be the norm? But I think we've all been through those experiences before over the years playing cards. It it legitimately was a fun event and fun to play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was we were all doing pretty well, so it's a little bit easier to say <laughs> that. But uh, it, it was enjoyable regardless. But. So moving from constructed, we dive into sealed. One thing, and this again, we'll try and do cursory because there's a lot of thoughts. This is a huge portion to unpack. One thing I will say over the course of the event, but especially in sealed, I personally lost when I screwed up. Like I, I know the mistakes that I made. I wish I had recognized them sooner because it would have helped me then, not now, but I can look back and go, yeah, I should have built this deck differently, the sealed deck. I should have played this sequence another way. I should have chosen a different decision tree in this round. 
and then I would have come out with a W or given myself at least a better chance at a W. It's not always necessarily that, yeah, if you did this other thing, yeah, you take the game 100%. It's, you got to put yourself in the best position to win. Even if it's your opponent opens a good sealed deck, maybe they screw up. But if you play or build poorly yourself, you're just widening the gap. Agreed. Um, so other than that, which, like I said, is is about as vague as you could possibly get about the subject, uh, anything you wanted to add about the sealed round, Scott? I mean, my sealed deck wasn't, quote, broken. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very, very basic character lineup of two Micromasters and two common... Two medium one-on-time. guys. Yeah, two... <laughs> You know, I played I played RC uh top shot who has one attack I might have. <laughs> um Go Black uh, Pips. Sunrunner and Trigger Happy. So I mean Trigger Happy's really good and you know I had yeah. like a decent amount of weapons, but like there was nothing quote none of the quote broken characters that you heard about were there. So Right. Well, they um, not in your lineup. They were there, um, in general. Of course, they were, like, of course they were there. I mean, well, yes, I mean by law of averages, which is <laughs> that's the thing is that yeah, there are gonna there were 162 players. I don't think anybody dropped prior to the sealed rounds. That would be a, a little silly. Um, so everybody was still there. Just law of averages. There's that many packs being opened. It happens. Yeah, but the question is that you need to ask yourself is. Did it happen in your bracket? Did it happen to your then opponent in your bracket? Mm-hmm. And could could you have... If you went into sealed 1-1, if you had gone in 2-0, you wouldn't have faced that guy. So just yeah. remember that. Like, you know, like there's always going to be... Whatever. We can get into it later. Yeah, but, there, that, uh, it's, again, it's a larger topic that we'll, we'll yeah. dissect in more depth going forward. But overall, I... I I've said it before, I don't personally like Sealed. Uh, I wasn't super excited going in, but it, we knew it was going in, so it's you got to prepare for it, you got to respect it. There are ways that you can improve your chances just like any other format. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Moving on from Sealed, though, we dove right back into Constructed, so that completed round five, and then we were back in it for the long haul to finish the day out. Um, was Were there any highlights you wanted to call out towards the end of Saturday, Scott? Uh, Dan and I faced each other in round seven and we knew <laughs> we were going to go to time. Mm-hmm. So we just decided we were going to flip whites because it was going to be, it was going to be essentially flipping coins no matter what, even if we got like one combat round in, it was just going to be whoever drew better in on, basically in your opening hand. And first, yeah. The, we just said those mirrors are hand. probably going to take a million years. <laughs> right. So we just flipped whites. Um, it was better for, you know, it was just better that one of us win and one of us lose. There was no reason to because both went out, even though we obviously had that option. Um, so, yeah. So uh, we, it was pretty, inter- it was actually probably more exciting than actually playing the game. <laughs> Um, it probably would have been a lot of staring at each other as you uh, just kind of bounce off with all the all the blues until you get your <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stefan saying F in, in chat for Scott. <laughs> I don't know if you know that so, meme. <laughs> so 
Um, it was like we didn't flip the white, then we both flipped the white, then we both flipped the white. Like it was just like we were going back and forth. I think we got like eight cards in. It was just like fun. <laughs> it was just as fun as playing the game. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I quote lost. So that was my one quote loss of constructed on the day. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, for a deck I picked up the night before, I can't really blame. Can't really complain about going. only losing to flipping whites yeah i also ended up going x1 again the match i lost i feel like was going to be a bad matchup uh in constructed and even looking back on it i feel like it is there's definitely some plays that i could have made differently that would have increased my chances of winning but at the same time maybe it wouldn't have made a difference i'm not really sure but at the end of the day, where did you ultimately finish up, Scott? I knew, we had to talk about this. <laughs> uh, ninth. <laughs> it it had to come up. I'm sorry, but <laughs> um, and only by good. This is where I tell you how I felt. Is this is this what you want to get out of me? Felt? Well, I wasn't going to ask that, but since you brought it up, I mean, no, I wasn't actually going to ask that. But <laughs> if you want to tell the story, I mean, there's nothing to say. Yeah, I. I uh... I waited until they announced the top eight, uh, hoping that uh, I played. Okay, so I played play my last round. Of, I'm sorry, I don't remember. It was, um, it was a very animated <laughs> pony. He was great to play against. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could say is he looked just like Meatloaf. <laughs> I want to call him Meatloaf, <laughs> but he was great. To, he was great to play with. I'm sorry, I, I'm just really bad with names. And he had congratulated me on making top eight. And even I said to him then, I said, mm-hmm. "There's a huge chance I don't because it's gonna be very dependent on how mm-hmm. my opponents did in the last round, and that's what that is. What's most important." Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, because I lost in round three, like I, I, you know, and not in round four or five by mathematics, my opponents have worse records than other yes. people. And that's one of the breakers. So it is the breaker. So, yeah. um, um, I will say the tournament broke down, I think exactly as I, as I ran the math. So like, I think oh, for me, and twos. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Three or four X and twos made it. Seven and twos made it in, mm-hmm. um, and it was going to come down to tiebreakers. And I'm not. I I don't. I have the standings on my phone. I just I I, I can check to see how many of them. I guess I can just check to see how many of them actually had uh, seven and two records. It's just a picture I have on my phone, so it won't take very long. Sorry, I know this is very exciting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all the the visual stuff where we don't even have a picture for Scott, let alone a camera. So <laughs> okay, so there were three. Three people that made it in top eight had 21 points, and then I was ninth mm-hmm. at 21 points. And then one, two, three, four, five, five people below me. So down to 14th, it looks like, also had 21 points. Gotcha. So everyone from six through 14, so what's that? Eight people had were, were seven and two, and right. three of them made it. So obviously, tiebreakers are going to come into play. And again, that's what I said in the very beginning. I don't even know. That might not even be on this podcast by the time we cut it out. But mm-hmm. um, it was a no. The event had very, 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 very. Like you were on nice edge the whole time. Yep. So like the round you lost in was vital. Absolutely. You and you. I think, and no, no one was undefeated. It's almost X one, but no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you very much had to earn it every single round. Yeah. And it mattered, like and, you said, every single round. Yeah, so I was nine. It's very disappointing. Um, I walked back to my car with you. Mm-hmm. I was very happy for Dan. 
I almost threw up on the street. <laughs> what? Um, was that after I left? I don't remember that. No, it was you were with me. You just couldn't tell how sick I was feeling. Oh, okay. Um, but it was it was everything nerves and the mm. end of the long day. Yeah. To be honest with you, once the day was over, I didn't think it was that long of a day, even though I thirteen hours. Mm. Um, we did run into Stefan on the way back, and I I gave him some words of advice to not get in his own head for the kind of like repeating myself broken record that I've said this multiple times on this uh podcast and others but very much a uh stay hungry was basically the uh <laughs> the word of advice and then I after so you were already gone Scott like I cuz you went to your car I went to go find the uh the train and I saw the horde of transformers TCG people that got ki- I guess kicked out of one of the the burger places that's near the convention hall. <laughs> oh yeah, the one that's next to the Panera. Area. Yeah, uh, Jackie knew exactly where I was talking about when I was describing it to her. But I saw them all walk in, like when we walked past. I think. Oh, Jackie, Jackie knew where she was that night. That's well, no, she knew the next <laughs> morning. She knew oh, the next okay. morning when I described it to her. Uh, that's Got a story it. for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll just is she still in chat is my wife still in chat she's gonna hear this later nope she's not in chat so uh yeah my let's just say my my wife went out with some of her friends and she had a good time we'll we'll just leave it at that (laughs) Um, (laughs) but anyway um so yeah, I, I was walking back to the train, and I watched them all get, like, excommunicated from the burger joint and wondering what the hell's happening, and then I saw people on Twitter, like, live tweeting getting kicked out of this burger joint, so... They would have waited, like, 45 minutes anyway, so it's probably better. Oh, yeah, well, I think... I don't know the whole story, because obviously I wasn't there, and they were only just tweeting out real quick things, but it was... I would assume, because at that point, it was probably 11.30 or close to midnight, yeah, probably a little bit. And if, like, yeah. you're running a burger joint and 40 people show up, like, <laughs> I I can't really blame them, but... Should have gone to Wawa right up the street. Exactly. Always trust the Wawa. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, after Saturday night, uh, Championship Sunday, so I guess was... That's- what was that? After my extremely, after my extremely depressing ride home, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I wasn't going to linger on it, but it, it, <laughs> yeah. um, so championship Sunday, um, obviously Dan's playing there. Uh, did he come in with you, or did you guys go separate? Let him do his own uh, mon- like warm up montage. Uh, we met for breakfast. Okay. Yeah, it was just better if we met because um, it was just easier because I think we yeah we both. He got it. He got his car, so we just both drove. We actually parked like two two spots away randomly, uh-huh. um, and we just both went to we went to the same deli for breakfast and just had breakfast. And I got like cannolis and cupcakes and stuff like that too. <laughs> the breakfast uh, of champions, as it were. <laughs> no, I had it. I had a breakfast sandwich. Those were for later. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying so I breakfast. Not- I mean, I'm not gonna hate on the breakfast cannolis. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> anyway, no, they were the next. They were the next day. Okay, fair. but um. I was fortunate to uh, get in touch with Matt Smith and Drew and mm-hmm. be selected to do coverage for the event. So yeah. I was going to have a, bu- a busy day, not just watching Dan and cheering him on, but yeah, quote working working as well. So yeah, that's something that I, sh- in retrospect, I I do want to do that. I my throat was killing me, so I guess it kind of worked out by Sunday that yeah. 
like i i was very hoarse like it wouldn't have worked anyway i'd I'd sound like i was dying on camera or something people would in twitch chat would be losing their minds like is he gonna fall over and die i don't know what's gonna happen um i also in general this is a terrible thing like i've as a kid i was always super superstitious like i had a lucky whatever for just about everything and I made it a point like I wasn't intentionally not hanging around the play area. Like I was checking back in, but it was like, I'm going to go out to the exhibition hall and I'm going to check back. I'm going to go get food and I'm going to check back. I'm going to go do this and I'm going to check back. I wasn't hanging out. So like I was very much keeping up on things. I'm going to, I would have to go back and watch the games on stream to catch all of the particulars, but obviously you were up front and center for, well, pretty much all of it. Yes. So tell us a little bit, like any impressions from casting, not necessarily about the games, but like actually casting or anything like that you want to share? Uh, it was a very diverse field in the top eight. I felt, I felt um, a lot of interesting decks, um, a lot of diverse decks, a lot of different points of the metagame. So I was pretty impressed with that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know, a lot of matchups are gonna like when you're in a when you're in a single elimination event, um, you know, obviously matchups are gonna come into play massively, and they seem to work out in 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 most of those favors. Uh, As in the favorite took it. So usually, like what I would consider to be favored going into, mm. um, except in certain cases, like the finals. Um, and then again, another in depth discussion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought the best of five was really especially playing two games on sideboarded. I thought Yeah, it definitely added team. another element to it, which uh that was correct me if I'm wrong, that was not announced like before. That was a I, I don't want to say a surprise, but Dan and I did not know that going into Sunday. Fawn said he knew it from Saturday night. Okay. So But it wasn't like was to a month ago and I missed it no, or something. No, no, yeah. no. But apparently Magic does that. Yeah, that I knew. So I it, like it when I said I don't want to say surprise. It's because it's not uncommon for that format. Just I didn't know we were going to be doing it here, right? Because it's not like we did it. I mean, because Origins and Gen Con were different because they went from thirty-two cut technically yeah. all the way through, and we never played more ever. So yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, it gave advantage to certain strategies and gave advantage to build your deck. Mm-hmm. you know I've said in the past any tournament you make top 8 and you can't be disappointed in so uh, you want to build your deck accordingly strategy right. you know, keep that in mind um, but yeah I thought I thought the top 8 was very diverse very solid uh, play very interesting play that I saw uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of siege 2 cards on this which I thought was really cool. yeah. and a lot of but then an equally number of updated so I think there was so if we look at like there were two airstrike patrol decks obviously they were heavily influenced by C2 you know other decks <laughs> you don't say Galaxy, <laughs> Galaxy Prime very in, influenced by C2 but then you had and then the Jetfire deck also heavily mm-hmm. so I, I would say half extremely influenced by C2 just from a character perspective um, and then the rest of the top 8 was basically extremely updated battle decks Usually by um, 
some aspects of it too as well. So oh, absolutely. Really impressed to see the set on display much more. Um, but it was heavily adjacent. I think even. Um, but I might just I, I'm probably just that's probably just a wrong impression. Or if I they probably the same. Well, we'd have um, to see the numbers for it. I, I mean, it's been some time since Gen Con, so I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. But uh, I, I was impressed with the, the speed at which players, you know, adapted to to the new sets, um, especially some of the transformation and yeah. and also like mm. commitment to these large characters that dominate the deck. That like you know, yeah, you know, and how to how to I mean, we it was a totally different thing. We've seen similar strat like the old three wide optimus where clearly battlefield legend is the focal point but these decks take it to the extreme even beyond that where it's like yeah that is the deck that that one dude is the deck mm-hmm. um which like you said is i mean it, it's not i'm trying to think of the best way to put it but like in the macro i guess maybe it's not that much of a departure from past strategies, but it certainly feels that way. Uh, maybe as it bears out, we're going to see even more extremes as far as, you know, it, it takes it even a step further with these characters to highlight the fact that, yeah, they, they put the team on their back. It's the different aspects of them. Again, <laughs> like it's the, the fact that general galaxy prime carry three upgrades and different abilities. Yep. Stuff for free. The fact that Jetfire can tre- treasure hunt for five and, mm-hmm. How does that influence the building? The fact that Shockwave draws extra cards, make you discard, allows you to do, allows you to see the card of your deck, play the top card of your deck. How does that influence things? Like, yes, they're three wide control decks, but they're extremely different in how they're built and how they play because of the abilities on that central character. Which to be I honest think... with you, oh god, good. I mean, Battlefield Legend just lets you play extra action, but like ultimately, like I play action good actions. Your... Dot deck is right. not a theme. Right. <laughs> Like get, getting your best action for that single phase back from the scrap pile when you need it and be able to play it again doesn't fundamentally change the fact that you could have just drawn that card off the top. It just right. gives you more access to that. Whereas, like in all these different situations, these characters, it's just a much different aspect. Like playing a patrol, especially the airstrike patrol, is heavily influencing your. Absolutely, so, I think that you know, that's a credit. What I was going to say earlier is that's a credit to the design team that. The way you had described it a moment ago is just that, yes, they're all three wide control decks with a big central character, but the the drastically different play pattern or attack strategy, and I don't mean literal attacks, but like what is the game plan that these decks are trying to implement vary so differently that I think it, again, it's a credit to the design team to allow these different play patterns to exist within quote unquote, the same play pattern. Yeah. And it showed its true cohesion between the battle deck and the deck, mm-hmm. you know, doing something like pairing nemesis prime with the airstrike patrol is something we had never even considered. But when you think my guys are going to get attacked a bunch and get to attack a bunch, even if I have no, and he happened to play this, like a lot of bold stuff and things like that to even, to even get more cards off the top. You're just naturally going to have so many more cards. You are going to get him up to a a ten attack, thirteen attack, relatively easily. Exactly. So like, I just thought, and you know, and I saw him like in that match against Dan in the first round. Like 
he'd be like, I flipped Nemesis Prime back. And I'm like, man, I haven't flipped Nemesis Prime back yeah, in, what? <laughs> in, in ages. That's awesome. Yeah, know? exactly. But it's a cool foil for the giant dude decks because yes. that damage is going to have to eventually go onto the character. And yep. a lot of times it comes down to one-on-one and that two damage over and over again might matter. So you know. Exactly, yeah. I There was definitely layers and layers of strategy that was on d- display and clearly, I mean, we were beating this dead horse quite a bit. It's probably pulp now. Uh, but the competition was there and Dan making it all the way through all those rounds and then top eight again credit to him for for taking down the whole event yeah definitely um any any thoughts on actually just being a caster that you wanted to share i mean i'm looking for feedback most people told me it was positive (laughs) i know i was you're never gonna have me not be critical but i think that's needed Mm -hmm. um so uh like i'm not gonna be a cheerleader so like I'm going to call things out when I think I would have played it differently. If, if I, I think that's wrong. fair, yeah. and it's Im- it's important to have that discussion because there's obviously a difference between just berating the players and and criticizing them. Yeah, which I think I, I it, which is the latter is what we're what I feel came out. Yeah, I mean the important thing for me was to constantly players deck list and understand what outs they had. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember like when I was talking about an Insecticon match, and I was like, well, his only chance here, it's 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 not just like I still function. He needed like I still function and Bastion Shield to have a chance, for example. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of understanding that aspect of it. It was a lot of fun. I think it improved, to be honest. Improved what? Uh, you dropped out a bit there. It improved my game. Like I think, I think understanding what each player needed to do in the moment, like to really be there and mm-hmm. be able to be able to have to have to be critical in the moment just as much as noticing mistakes when you're playing yourself. So I think it, I don't know, I, I gained something out of it as a player as well as casting, to be honest with you. So it makes sense. Of looking back, looking I mean, back on it. So. Yeah, that seems like a, a logical takeaway from that. Or as you're explaining that, that that makes sense, that that would be a takeaway. Yeah, for anybody out there, because I know obviously a very, very small percentage of the population is ever going to have that opportunity, I would say... As we've said in the past, if you have an opportunity to watch your own games and record your own games at all and do this for yourself, I would just highly recommend it and try to take a critical eye at it. So, Absolutely. I, I, I would look at my own games and be this critical of them. So, you know, if, if you're listening and I was critical of some of if anyone that is listening was anybody I was being critical of, Dan included, know that I would do it to myself. So Yes. <laughs> and he has. <laughs> He's not yeah. lying. Um, yes. Yeah. So, believe it or not, those are all the days of the con. So, and the Energon Invitational. And uh, thus ends all our coverage of the Energon Yep, we're done. You'll, we're never, yeah, that, that ain't going to happen. So, um, any other general thoughts to close out the show, Scott, either about the weekend, the event, uh, the format, the decks, the, the people we met, anything? No, I mean, what I'll say is, say it um the reward for a lot of hard work is i don't want to be results oriented but there was a reward for the amount of hard work that people put into this Mm -hmm. and that reward was the results um right so i don't think i don't think there's anything there's anything else to say other than I, i don't I talked to a lot of players that put in various amounts of work 
and various amounts of inborn skill throughout the weekend of evaluating new cards. And I'm still considering, like, you know, Siege 2 to be new cards right, or right. the limited format to be a new format and things like that. So, like, you know, it's just like any other competition. There's an aspect of inborn talent and there's an aspect of hard work. And it's when those two things come together that you're going to have uh, like success and superstars, whatever you want to call it. Like, right. you know, so, you know, you, what do they say? Like, you can't teach speed, you can't teach height, like, you know, those kind of things like that. Mm. That to me is like the inborn skill, but like you can teach hard work and you can teach work ethic. Right. And so when you have all those things, I mean, I'm not surprised to see that a lot of the, a lot of the players there were part of quote teams or had very active tr- uh, testing partners mm-hmm. um, or were parts of other games or interact a lot with people that are, have those aspects to them. So I'm not surprised getting to know some, the backgrounds of some of the top eight competitors that they were able to make it because of those reasons <laughs> right. um, being part of, you know, being part of active communities or being part of teams and things like that, because it just gave it gave everybody again, like rowing in the same direction and, and helped build that, that, that work ethic from the ground up. So. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it now too. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Oh man. Um, so. But there, there's so much okay. here that I, I would just say to the audience, like mm. we will probably do a show on each one of these individual topics, but know that. Mm. If there's something you specifically want us to expand on that we haven't, that we said we're going to get to that later, and you'd earlier rather than later, just let. Absolutely, yeah. They, there's. I was joking again, only partially at the beginning when I said we could drag this out for a really long time, and not drag it out as in you know really beat it to death, but there's just an incredible breadth and depth to each of these topics and other ones that we we probably forgot to mention. Uh, to un- so many different things to unpack from this specific weekend alone. And then, oh yeah, there's, there's those other events coming up too. So, uh, there, there's definitely a lot of things to talk about. And as Scott said, I'll echo it. Just let us know if you want to hear about a specific thing in further detail, hit us up, uh, on, I guess, whatever your social media of choice is, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, I think that'll kind of do it for this one, Scott, like what you're saying, definitely, Tune in for future episodes where we're going to dive into other aspects of the Energon Invitational and other things from the weekend and talk about things going forward. Uh, is there anything else you want to highlight right now, Scott, for that's coming down the line before we officially close up? I'll take that as a no. Or just, just, be, just <laughs> sorry, I lost yeah. one of the earphones. <laughs> no problem. Um, just uh, just be prepared for an extreme amount of coverage from a deck tech perspective, from mm-hmm. a tech talk perspective, from various podcasts by us, by Dan, by anybody else that wants to participate. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to try to get more, you know, talk to Watsi about the event, talk to pastimes about the event, talk to other people about the event, things like that. Yep. Um, written content, audio content, like what, how, video content, however you want to would um, you say would you tweet out after the event no days off no days off <laughs> yeah um, that, that's pretty true um but the, the the other thing is 
it's just that was just an unrealistic goal. Um, what was that? You cut out a bit. Don't, da- daily content will be an unrealistic goal, but there will be a, a plethora of content in general. Oh yeah, yeah. So and one the- last final shout out to jo- uh, Dan once again um, and to the team for the yep. effort. So congratulations to Dan. Uh, congratulations to the other top eight finishers and everybody else at the Energon Invitational. Again, it was definitely a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it again next year, but I'm also looking forward to some of these other things coming up. So uh, with that, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.